Hey everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Coco and Alts. This is episode 74 and we are real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest movies and TV shows that are streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. We are your one-stop pop culture shop when you are stuck in the house. So I'm not Daltz. And I'm not Coco. I'm in, I'm in this show, just so you know. <laughs> Do you want to start over? I could not talk so much. No, I, I just really enjoy the sound of your voice. So I, I forgot to say something at any point there earlier in the introduction. Because usually you cut into what I'm saying to like make fun of me or when I say stuff. So. Right. Or you, I, Lately, I've been doing the intro. That's true. Yeah, and I've been doing the summary. But today, Daltz is doing the summary of what we just watched. It is hot off the presses, just dropped on Netflix a few days ago. Daltz, take it away. So we watched Fatal Affair dun, dun, dun. on Netflix, and boy, did we love it. <laughs> It was awesome. So the story is, before we get into what yeah. we thought of it, I should probably do... See, I'm new at this. I don't know the summary. I've been doing the intro for so long. Um, so uh, Nia Long plays a lawyer in California that has... Uh, it seems like it's San Francisco, but some of the street addresses are LA. So we're not really sure where it is in, Ca- in California, but it's in there somewhere. She's a, a lawyer who runs into an old boyfriend And the old boyfriend is like not really taking no for an answer. (laughs) And so there is a moment of passion in a bar bathroom that is just, you know. Most moments of passion happen. Right. In a a completely vacant bar bathroom in a jammed (laughs) nightclub, by the way. In a really nice bar bathroom, too. Right. It was really nice, actually. Um, And the moment of passion, when I say moment of passion, there there was kissing and there was a little bit of cleavage kissing, but there was nothing beyond that there was no insertion and so (laughs) that's what you were getting at i I was hinting at it i I think people could have read between the lines so uh not excusing that uh, and by the way the old boyfriend is played by omar epps and so they have an inappropriate meeting in the bathroom and she puts an end to it and drives away and he's like that's not going to happen. And then he ends up chasing her for the rest of the movie. And that's about it. I think, <laughs> did I miss anything? She's married to an architect who's, and he's a cool guy. And he's got, they got this fantastic house in Ocean Crest, wherever the hell that is in California. Because we Googled it and we couldn't find out where that was. It's on a beach. It's on a beautiful beach. It's probably just like, you know, four miles from Burbank or something like that. But <laughs> um, it was a really nice. And so she's got the perfect life and she's setting up a new practice out of the city. And she's having a bit of a life changing moment because her daughter has gone to college and this sort of thing. So And the marriage had kind of hit a rough patch. and They've been together they, 20 years. But they worked through it mostly. Right. And, so yeah. regular people stuff. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Omar Epps shows up and things go sideways. <laughs> and this was as we watched this on this very evening uh, not long after its debut was trending as the number two show on netflix so coco <laughs> before i go on and on and tell people i think people can probably guess what i think of it but what did you think of it coco well before i say anything else i just want to say that i was kind of obsessed with figuring out where ocean crest is because i love northern california and Ocean Crest looked very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, is it more by like Half Moon Bay? Mm-hmm. Or is it more up by like 
San Rafael and Mill Valley. And that was when we busted out the Google Maps and mm-hmm. we could not find it. But then we saw the uh, intersection, the cross streets that her office is located on. And yeah, those are streets in Burbank. Right. So right. allegedly this takes place in you know, Northern California, but apparently it was entirely shot in L.A. So. Because, you know, San Francisco is pretty far away from L.A. <laughs> right. In order to get the crew and everything up there. And they got different. Oh, no, it's the same state. So they don't have the different rules at all. I don't know why they didn't do that. It's probably cheaper to, to you know, film up in that way as well. Maybe they have to stay in wine country or something like Ooh, that. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Although that's probably how the script came. And they were like, we're just not going to bother changing the names of, you know, from from San Francisco to Los Angeles, from Ocean Crest to Malibu. Like, we're, I, we're not going to bother changing the names. I have a feeling that there was a lot of those discussions in this production. It was like, no, no, just let's, let's just go ahead. <laughs> let's, just, let's just do it. Okay, anyway, so what did so, you think? So uh, geographical confusion aside. Right. Um, I, I mentioned a couple times to Daltz that I feel like this was basically a Lifetime movie. Yep. Like it was trying to be a classy Lifetime movie, but it was still, it would not have been out of place on Lifetime. I will say it was nice to have the 90s flashback. Nia Long and Omar Epps were, you know, they, they had some uh, they had some fame in the 90s and mm-hmm. I'm a 90s girl. So it was very nice to see the 90s flashback on uh, on the little screen. I was I was really hoping when they went to the nightclub where they had their, you know, interlude that it was going to be all 90s music and some will smith and maybe the spice girls and i was i was kind of disappointed by that it was just it was just anonymous music it was just like come on you know it was nothing to it at all yeah but it was so for me i i did also mention adults that on one of our last episodes where this is how enthralled he is with this movie he is now picking like lint off our tablecloth that he he can barely like contain his excitement over right. this movie he's picking lint i've already got all cloth. my lines rehearsed i'm just i'm just waiting <laughs> for you to stop waiting talking for me to shut up yeah and so, then i can insert my comment so i will say that uh i did mention to adults well a couple episodes ago we were talking about the old guard and you mentioned you were really really getting tired of movies with high body counts like the old guard and extraction and this isn't a light fluffy comedy like eurovision song contest but it kind of fits the bill because it's an it's, unintentional comedy. Yeah, totally. So. Like, the, just for an example, uh, the scene where they're in the nightclub, um, it's it looks like they they had intended to CGI more people in the background because the people that were dancing in the nightclub, there's only like a few people dancing right behind them, and then there was like blackness beyond that. So it looked like the nightclub was supposed to be jammed with people, and it looked like there was maybe forty people in this nightclub. So there's all sorts of like accidental humor in this movie and the acting is is pretty awful like the acting Aww. yeah the acting is not great uh, I'm, I'm not buying Omar like he was yeah, he tried hard but some of his reactions were and and part of this was this this was reinforced to me when the daughter comes home from college and she walks in the room walks around the house and everything like that and then the parents come to her and they see that she's there and they go hey how's it going and they're not like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in weeks and weeks. And they're like, and then the mother was, and Nia was like, oh, it's very nice to see you again. And gives her a hug after the dad. Like, if it had been my daughter coming home from college after how many X weeks away, I would have been like giving her big, huge hugs and noogies and, and, <laughs> noogies. and, and like neck, you know, what do they call those things? The, 
the neck farts you give them, you know, like oh the, yeah, the zerberts, zerberts, yeah. yeah. Like I would have been doing all that kind of stuff. I don't think I'm unique in that way. I think that if you're a parent, and you haven't seen a child for a long time, you're going to be like, oh, I haven't seen. But it was like, oh, hello, it's good to see you again. How is college? Do you like your room? Like it just, it was not really all that authentic to me. It felt really forced. And then the same part it went at the end when the there's the climax, the denouement. And then she's driving away in her car. And just before she gets in her car to go back to college, like two months later, which I don't know what kind of break that is. Mm -hmm. But um, she's going back to college and like, okay, well, have fun. And yes, be good and learn things. And then she gets in her car and drives away. And it's not like, you know, by the way, uh, what about the trauma of being tied up and watching your dad get beaten up and all like okay good luck have a good year at school dear okay i will like just oh it was just it was just awful it was just so stilted and cardboard and blah <laughs> see i you didn't have that kind of reaction i can I, tell i didn't it was you know it was 90 minutes it was fine it was like, I'm not upset we watched it or anything. It was entertaining for what it was. Well, I will say that it was my idea to watch it because it was trending on Netflix. And I said, okay, this, be, this should be good for a laugh. Let's see. And it was, it was actually good for a laugh. We do all have, all ladies have that one girlfriend who's like really bad at love. Because <laughs> Nia Long's character, Ellie, had a girlfriend who Omar Epps' character, because he can't get with Ellie, like now he's trying to get to her through her girlfriend, Courtney. And Courtney's like, you're just jealous because you tried to come <laughs> on to him in the bathroom and he turned you down because you're married. And every every lady has a girlfriend like that. So. She was in denial. She was totally in denial. She was so. blinded by the love, <laughs> which is the case when I'm around you. Oh, just blinded. I'm rolling my eyes, listener. You can't, you can't see it. I think so. they probably could infer that <laughs> from your verbal reaction. So you liked it. You you thought it was good, or I I wouldn't say I thought it was good, but it was it was different from what we watched, and it was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice to see. We got um, to spend time together on the couch. We did while we were eating our. We were having mole Monday instead of Taco Tuesday right. because our avocado was ready to go today, right. which I'm sure lots of people can understand. Oh, well, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. So avocados and bananas. I mean, you just never know when you're going to get them, right? <laughs> like they get delivered, and you got to eat them on their schedule. <laughs> This is how much we like this movie. Now we're talking about grocery Bananas. delivery and <laughs> Mole Monday, which is not a thing. And <laughs> it is now. I think it should. I think it, this is going in the display text for this podcast. Coco and Dalt's making Mole Monday a thing. We love the mo- the movie so much. Hashtag Mole Monday. Mole Monday. Yeah. So I I will say I did actually think it was nice to see diversity on the screen. I That's, yeah. I, that was not a question for me. I mean, it was. I think the the movie was just bad. I just <laughs> the acting was bad. The dialogue was bad. Some of the scenes were lit really oddly. And the, the question of the like the fact that they thought, well, there's no way people who are not in California are not gonna they're not gonna figure out that this isn't San Francisco. Well, they probably just didn't really put that much thought into it, honestly. Well, like. I think some people do though. Like I think that's a, that's the difference between the good movies and the bad movies is that they. You know, they look at the, you can see the, the street signs were clear in that one scene. <laughs> right. So I Googled to see where it was, and it wasn't anywhere close to San Francisco. It was on like the Warner's back lot or something. <laughs> right. no, totally. right. The corner of Maine and Young. Or and then like. Ocean Crest is apparently like a neighborhood in San Diego, right by the border, close right. to like Tijuana right. or something. So it's so. where all the smugglers live. Yeah. So it's not like Ocean Crest at all that we saw in the movie. It's like El Chapo's uh, summer house or something. <laughs> That's where the Ocean tunnel Crest. comes out. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> 
I will say I did have serious real estate envy. Like if we oh. could, if we could have that house like right on the beach, oh my God, that would be, could, could we do that? Like I, I would stay in my house for the rest of my life. Like the lockdown could last forever and I'd be happy if we were just like on the beach. And it was one of those houses where they had the doors open and it didn't, they didn't care about bugs or anything like that. Like it's just, it's that kind of, where the ocean is crashing mm-hmm. out on the, on the shore there and you're, you're seeing the waves and you're hearing the waves. Yeah, I could wake up to that every morning. And they had like a little private deck outside. I yeah. mean, this is how much the movie made an impression is we're talking about the set. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from talking about bananas to the set. So I, like I'm... <laughs> and the geographical confusion. I, I have no doubts whatsoever in my mind that I would not recommend this movie. Aww. So, and as a matter of fact, I said to Coco uh, after we watched it, I said, I think that's pretty much the worst movie that we've seen. And then she said, no, you really hated Love, Wedding, yeah. Repeat or whatever it was. Yeah, Love, Wedding, Repeat was really bad. Which was, the the acting in that was actually a little bit better, I thought. Really? But it was farcical. It was, it was intentionally mm. supposed to be funny. It was almost like a... You know, it was the Hugh Grant wannabe guy, and then it was the guy from yesterday who was really funny. And- well, maybe this was supposed to be intentionally over the top as well, because I mean, it's a Lifetime movie, so those aren't right. really known for their quality Oscar-winning performances. So you know, maybe that was like, didn't George Lucas like all of his direction in Star Wars was like faster and more intense? Like maybe that was like all the direction they got on this movie was. Well, having read the oral history of Airplane recently, because it's oh, 40 geez. years old, the direction that they gave all the serious actors, well, all the actors, I guess, was pretend you're not in a comedy. Oh. So I think that might have been the same direction that they got in this movie oh, okay. was pretend you're not in a comedy. And then it came across that way that they were pretending it was just <laughs> pretending it wasn't funny <laughs> because it some of it was funny. I thought some of it was unintentionally funny. Like every scene where there was dramatic music, then there was like, you know, uh, Nia was in the foreground and then she'd move and there was Omar Epps right behind her. <laughs> and then the next scene, there was like the dinner party where she her Oh, you don't mind if uh, I brought along my uh, a fourth, do you? Oh, not at all. There's Omar Epps. It's like there's no... Well, he's stalking her because he's been obsessed with her since college, apparently, and she didn't know he existed because she well, was... I get it, but it was, yeah. there was no mystery at all whatsoever. I mean, well, it was no... I mean... It was completely obvious. <laughs> it was from the get-go. It was obvious. <laughs> like, the, like, even with Fatal Attraction, some of the best parts of that were the uncertainty. It's like, she's a little unhinged, and what's she going to do now? But, like, you just knew Omar Epps was going to do all this stuff, and then he... And then, and then she totally, like... Uh, she went over the top a little bit when she blocked him. She first blocked him. Oh, yeah. Him. Uh-huh. He was sending texts like, hey, it was great seeing you again. And then he was like, block. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that, that escalated quickly. Yeah, she, <laughs> and she, she did a lot. Of, there was a lot of those things where, like, she was la, la, la. And all of a sudden, oh, like extreme, like, you know, very calm and, and cool and collected. And then all of a sudden jumping off the cliff. Like, it was just... There was no transition there. Okay, I'll, I'll give you, there's one scene where she goes, he leaves a package, a vinyl album on their uh, private beach deck. And she goes to meet him at like a hibachi restaurant. <laughs> and she walks in and it's broad daylight and she's wearing sunglasses. So immediately that's like super cheese ball. Right. And then she sits down and she like gives him the record back. And anytime one of them says anything for like effect, the hibachi like right. fires up in the background. 
right. <laughs> it was right. like so funny. It was so and, obvious. And then she uh, she stood up and she said something like, you know, don't don't ever call me again. And she puts her shades back on and she walks out. And he he gets like the vinyl and he just starts like he just wrecks it. He just wrecks it. He's like beating against the table and just like ripping it apart with his hands. And like nobody in the restaurant reacts. Right. They just like right. keep carrying on their conversations. And at one point he even yelled at her. Yeah. He's like, yeah. don't. Don't you tell me what to do, Deborah, or something. And yeah. she's like, who the hell is Deborah? And then he just looks like... Well, he slammed the table, too. Yeah, like, and, he banged the table. And, and, and people all around are like, oh, no, it's just, just another conversation. Right, totally. So that the hibachi firing up in the background, like, three times in that scene, it was, like, really, really funny. I'll give you that. It was it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah, there, was, there wasn't a lot of subtlety in that movie. It's like, oh, symbolism. Things are going to get heated. Like, that's the first thing that happened when she moved in. She moved into the scene. And then the hibachi blew up. And then it was like, oh, this is going to be a tense scene. I could tell. And then two more hibachi explosions. It's like, okay, we get it with the hibachi explosion. Like, what do you got to do? And I'm like, how... When somebody walks into a restaurant wearing their shades, like, at any time, like, I kind of give them the side eye. I'm like, really? Like, you can't... You're moving too fast to move your hand up to your face and take your shades off. So I'm like, that's not... Do you think you're going to know somebody at the hibachi who's going to... Like, t- turn you into your husband? I, mean, like. I, I I will give them credit for trying a little bit of Batman Joker stuff when he, he reassembles the record later oh, on yeah. and then plays it and tries to woo her with that to yeah. make her dance with him. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit of Heath Ledger there. Like, it seemed like it was a little demented, but it just it, it didn't. It just ended up, by that point, you've, you know, the, the comic ship has sailed. So you're already on that. And speaking of the end of the movie, this is what I didn't understand also. So, And there's no danger here of spoilers because you yeah. shouldn't be watching it anyway. So the cops pull up in front of the house because she's called the police to say he's still alive because he faked his own death. Right. Um, Spoiler. Yeah. So she calls the cops to say he's still alive. Please send police to my house to save my family. And when the policeman pulls up, somehow he, Omar Epps escapes the house and goes out front and he like kills the cop. But then later he steals the cop's gun. And I'm like, how did he kill the cop? Because I know that there are like missing knives and stuff, but like the guy was bleeding from his nose. So how... It was unclear. Yeah. So I don't understand how he managed to off the cop (laughs) while the cop is still like in the driver's seat without there being a gunshot or anything. I don't understand. The way I interpreted that because of the lack of continuity in this movie is with the cop showed up dead already. Oh, yeah. He pulled up to the... He was already dead. And then the car just bumped into a curb and he was like... So he had been killed down the road a little bit. It was like Weekend of Bernie's. Right. right, right. (laughs) Dead cop driving a car. And then Omar Epps had something to do with it. He probably showed up Mm. in the back seat or something like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, I'm glad we watched it, though. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Be quiet. <laughs> so I hope this doesn't count against one of my movies that I wanted to watch because, like, no, I'm, on the ledger, I don't, I don't, I didn't hate it. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, but I didn't. You know, I'd give it uh, one stolen knife up. Would you one stolen knife? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'd give it uh, no record shards up. <laughs> <laughs> two crashed waves down you would give it negative record shards negative record shards that's what i would give it okay yeah i yeah so i think i think listener get, uh, gathered that <laughs> by this point <laughs> like no actually it should be up for an oscar listener gathered that within like the first like 15 seconds when you were just like Coco, review this movie so we can get this podcast over with. I got better things to do with my life. I'm going to go have a palate cleanser and watch a Miami Vice episode or something like that. <laughs> Just to get back in the up, upswing. <laughs> go watch Weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> Actual Weekend of Bernie's. But watch something that had a little bit of zest to it. So if you enjoyed our review, 
<laughs> scattershot as it may be, you can listen to our other reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Still soon to be on IMDb. We're working on it. It's we'll, very close. We'll let you know when that happens. We will let you know on our social media platforms, which are Coco and Dalts on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at cocoandalts at gmail.com and you can find us on the interwebs at cocoandalts.com. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please say nice stuff. We'd appreciate that. And if you drop us an email or slide into our DMs, let us know what you think, what you want us to hear review, what you want to hear us review in the future. There we go. I can't speak. And yeah, just let us know what's up. Subscribe and share. Yes. Listener, subscribe and share. Yes, please. I was looking at the numbers today, and we are huge in Europe, apparently. Which uh, European countries are we big in? The ones that are in the West. <laughs> the English-speaking ones? Well, the Portugal's not English, or Spain, oh, or in France. Por- or, oh, yeah. ooh la la. We're huge in Ireland. I wouldn't. I was not knowing that we are So shout out to listener in Ireland. My uh, mom's side of the family is Irish and Swiss, so it's probably some of my far-flung relatives. That could be. Yeah. That, that's probably exactly what it is, actually. <laughs> or <laughs> what I like to think of is our one listener downloads us from every country that he go he or she oh, goes to. Because he's not American, so he can still travel. Right. right. And he's <laughs> traveling Europe, and he's like, look at me, I'm traveling. <laughs> maybe our one listener is Bono. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe that's why we have so many Irish downloads. Because I did, I did name drop Bono in the last podcast. Yeah. Yeah, with, can, with I, the mysterious ways. I, I no, can, you name drop Bono, and then I name drop God. So, right. So I win. Right. Well, yes. Well, no, I don't know. They're pretty much the same, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. So uh, the music is playing us out, so I guess that means we got to go. And I love the music, by the way. Listening to an episode earlier today that didn't have music, I was sad because I missed the music. That was before we were rolling around in bathtubs full of cash. Right. And could not afford a sound engineer, but now we can. Now we can. And the director, also we can afford, who is telling me to wrap things up. So for another episode of the podcast, thanks for joining us, listener. We appreciate your loyalty. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dots. 